You guys start right? You guys ready for uh You guys start right? today? You asked for it. By the way, if you don't like the series, it's not my fault. You asked for it, okay? It's your problem. If you don't like it, these are questions that were submitted. I picked just four that we're going to go over the next few weeks and try to answer. Uh, some of these questions are really tough. Some of them are difficult. Some of them are real felt needs. Uh, there are questions that everybody has on their heart. Uh, sometimes it's a little difficult to communicate it or ask it. Uh, but, hey, I'm glad that we can take the next couple of weeks to kind of answer some of these questions. So let me start off by saying the obvious. We all have questions. Listen, I don't care who you are, what degree you graduated. Listen, we all got questions, right? You know, everybody, every single one of us, I don't care if you've been a Christian for a long time and you're a seasoned Christian or you were just baptized yesterday, right? Or if you're still kind of on the fence, you know, with your faith and you don't really know what, what you believe. No matter what, we all have questions, especially when it comes to Bible, when it comes to faith, life, and these big existential questions of like meaning, purpose, and eternity. These are big questions. And so, of course, there's a lot of things that we don't understand and a lot of questions that are raised up. And so, of course, when it comes to trying to understand God or trying to understand His attributes or why He allows certain things or why He doesn't, it can be extremely difficult. And this is because God, if He claims to be who He says He is, He is infinite. And we're trying to figure out an infinite God with our finite minds, right? Look at what uh, God says about Himself in the book of Isaiah. This is Chapter 55, it's, on your, it's in your notes and it's also on the screen. You guys can go ahead with those message notes out. There's a couple of fill-in-the-blanks there for you to follow along. And all our key verses are there for you as well. It says this in Isaiah 55, verse 8-9. This is God speaking, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, and your ways are not my ways. For as heaven is higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And so, of course, it makes complete and total sense that we'd have questions trying to understand this book or trying to understand God or faith or life or, or, or whatever, right? Because, which is why we're trying to create some space this summer so we can try to answer these questions, so we can ask questions and find the answers. You see, guys, God isn't surprised by your questions. He isn't offended by them. Like, as we serve a God who is loving, and He is kind, He's compassionate, and He's approachable. And listen, he, we can bring Him our questions, you can bring Him your fears, you can bring your doubts to Him. He can handle it. Now, let me preface this series by saying that any questions that we do tackle, there's only a few that we're going to tackle, this is not meant to be exhaustive. You know, honestly, some of the questions that we're going to tackle in this series, they probably deserve a series on their own. We can probably talk about one of these questions for four weeks on their, on their, on their own because they're just too big of a topic to tackle in just a 20-minute message. But I think that what we can do is open up the discussion. And more importantly, we can open up God's Word. And we can see what God's Word has to say and try to answer some of these questions. And let's talk about it. Like, I would love, after service, while you guys go and finish the bagels and the coffee and all that, to continue to have the dialogue and the conversation after service so we can continue to hash out some of these questions. So, here's the first question that we have for this series. It's a doozy. It's a big one. It's this. How do I recognize the voice of God? How do I recognize the voice of God? And maybe you've asked the question, or maybe not quite this way. Maybe some derivatives of the question is something like this. Does God still speak? Uh, and if he does, what are the ways that God speaks to us? Uh, maybe you've even asked the question, how can I be sure that I've heard from God? Now let me begin by telling you guys something personal to me. Uh, it's difficult for me to pinpoint the exact time and date, but let's just say somewhere around 2013, 
I began to sense a real burden. This is just my personal story. It was something that I simply couldn't shrug. Uh, it was probably a little bit before that, but let's just let's put 2013 on the map. You know, honestly, it would this thing would keep me up at night. Uh, and when I did go to sleep, I would have dreams about it. it. I did countless hours of research on this thing. I did praying, I was listening, and I was learning all about this one thing that I just couldn't shake. What was it? Well, honestly, it was you. It was everybody here. It was this moment. It was right here, right now. It was the burden to start a life-giving, gospel-centered church right here in my community, in my neighborhood, the neighborhood of Bushwick. To see people experience an abrupt change in direction from the path that was leading them to destruction and on to a path of life in Christ. Now, I don't know how to explain it except that I truly believe that this was a God-given burden, that God gave birth to this vision in my heart, and it was a burden that I just couldn't shake. And it was a burden, it was a calling to work towards making this dream a reality. And maybe you're thinking, well, Danny, how do you know that that actually came from God? Like, how do you know that that wasn't a babarito, or, you know, it was a lucky guess, or it was just wishful thinking? Why do you think it was from God? You know, recognize, this question of recognizing the voice of God is a very important one. Because if God is a personal God, if He's one that speaks, He's one that loves His creation, one that gives purpose and meaning, then that means that throughout this room, right here, right now, every single person that this room in this room, God potentially is calling and speaking to each and every single one of you. And so if, if God is this personal being, if this, if this God that loves His creation, then that means He's communicating. And so this question is very important. It's important that we know His voice so that we can obey and fulfill whatever mission He would lay out before us. And so for the remainder of our time, we're going to attempt to answer two questions. The first one is this. How do I recognize the voice of God? And the second one is, what are the ways He speaks? If He speaks, then what, what is it? What are the ways He does it? Are you guys ready? Let's go through this. We've got a couple points. We'll go through this real quick. Uh, we have a couple verses. We're going to be jumping throughout the Bible to try to answer this question. So you guys be ready. Take out your message notes. I love to hear the clicking of pens because that means you're taking notes. There's a couple fill in the blanks there to follow along. Here's number one. How do I recognize the voice of God? Number one, first of all, you have to be a part of the flock. You have to be a part of the flock. Now, in the Bible, we often have this language of sheep and shepherd. Uh, now, of course, uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense in New York City, all right, because the only sheep I know are in the zoo, and uh, there's no shepherd in the zoo. It's zookeepers, right? So it doesn't really make sense. But in Jesus' day, being a part of an agricultural society, it made perfect sense. And in John 10, Jesus is having a conversation some of the people during a Jewish festival where they question if he's truly the Messiah, if Jesus was the promised one, the one that the prophets of the Old Testament promised, the one who would rule and reign and take away the sins of the world. And Jesus tells them, hey guys, like I've answered this question already, I've spoken, but you're just not listening. You're not part of the flock, so you don't know the shepherd's voice. He says it this way in John chapter 10, verse 27. You have it there on your notes. It says this, my sheep hear my voice, I know them, and then what do they do? And they, and they follow me. Now here's an important takeaway for all of us today, that in order for us to recognize the voice of God, we have to recognize God. We have to be part of His flock. And we have to live lives surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And so often we want to put the cart before the horse, and we want to hear from God before we've even put our faith and trust in Him. But Jesus said, the sheep a part of his flock, they're the ones that know him. 
They're the ones that know him and hear his voice and they listen and they follow him. And so when it comes to recognizing the voice of God, we need to begin here. To recognize the voice of God, we have to know the God who speaks, the God who loves, the God who pursues us. And if you're here today and you're not a follower of Jesus, then honestly, this is what I'm praying for you. I'm praying that you would hear the good news of Jesus and how much God loves you and the lengths by which He went to make you a part of His family and that you would respond to that love. Look at what John chapter 1, verse 12 says. This, this verse is there and you know this. Read it out loud together. Ready? Go. But to all who did receive Him, He gave them the right to be children of God. To those who believe in His name. But to all who received Him, but to all who believe in His name, Guys, God loves you so much that in our sinful state, separated from God and destined for hell, He put on human flesh and He came to pay the penalty for our sin on the cross so that you and I, so that we can experience forgiveness. And He rose from the grave on the third day so that we could have new life and the promise of eternity with Him. And just as we read in John chapter 1, all you need to do is to receive Him. Receive God's free gift of grace in Jesus to experience His love, experience His mercy, forgive, experience His forgiveness and His love. That's all you have to do is receive the free gift of grace. So to recognize the voice of God, you have to be a part of the flock. Secondly, how do we recognize the voice of God? Number two, you have to spend time with God. You have to spend time with God. Think with me for a moment. Think about all those meaningful relationships. Like, I'm talking about those really good friends that you have. I'm not talking about the 3,000 Facebook friends that you have. Like, those really good friends in your life. You know, the ones that know all your secrets. You know, those, those people. The ones that you, you run to when you've experienced hurt or heartache, you run to them first to cry on their shoulder. They're the first ones you text when you receive good news. The reason you have a meaningful relationship with them is because you have spent a significant amount of time with them. Ain't that right? If you have a friend that you can finish their sentences, or if you know the answer to a question before you even ask it, then that means you spent a lot of time with that person. You know, if you're in a crowd, you can hear their laughter when they're laughing in the crowd. You know, oh, that's, that's so-and-so. I know them. I know their laugh from a mile away. And you do that. Why? Because you know you spent time with that person. And guys, it's the same thing with God. So often we want to hear from God without ever spending any time with Him. How can you expect to recognize someone you spend no time with? And one of the greatest gifts that we have with God is the ability to spend time with Him and to speak to Him. Our relationship with God, guys, is not one way. We have a personal God who not only speaks, but also listens. And one of the greatest gifts we have is the gift of prayer. Look at what the psalmist said in Psalm chapter 17, uh, verse 6. Why don't you guys read this verse out loud with me? Ready, go. I call on you, God. Because you will answer me. Listen closely to me. Hear what I say. See, how do we recognize the voice of God? You have to be part of the flock. You recognize God. Call on Him as Lord and Savior. Secondly, you spend time with God through prayer. Our relationship with God is not one way. We have a God who takes pleasure in listening to His children. So then, the follow-up question is, how do we recognize... The follow-up question to how do we recognize the voice of God is then what are the ways He speaks? What are the ways that God speaks? And this is another important, super important question. Do we listen to the audible voice of God? Like, how does it sound? I guess if He spoke, maybe it sounds like James Earl Jones, Barry White, kind of, maybe. I don't know. What does it sound like? Do we wait for the answer to our prayer? Like, if you pray, God, please help me get this job, and then you eat alphabet soup and wait for the answer to come out in it or whatever, how does He speak? In the Old Testament... You know, he would speak through a column of clouds or a pillar of fire. 
To Moses, he spoke through a burning bush. Uh, to Jonah, he spoke from within the belly of a fish. To Joseph, he communicated through dreams. So then how are we supposed to hear from God? So we just take a stroll through the park and light a bunch of bushes on fire and see what we might hear? You know, I'll tell you, the times we read in the Bible, of all these amazing ways that God's communicated, they're quite amazing, right? When we read about these amazing things, but thankfully, they're the exception and not the rule. Now, if God wanted to, He certainly could talk to us through whatever media He very well wishes. He could do whatever He wants. And He could speak through a rock, an animal, like whatever He wants. He's God. God is all-powerful, and I fully believe this. But here are some more common ways, you know, by God's grace, that we can hear from God. Here's, here's, here's the first way. Number one, God speaks through His Word. God speaks through His Word. Look at what 2 Timothy chapter 3 says. Very popular verse. I'm sure many of you have read this before. It says that all Scripture is inspired by God. And it is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Did you guys know that? That in our hands, this book right here, or in your pockets, on your phone, if you have the Bible app, we have the very words of God. Everything that He wants us to know is spelled out there right here in the Scriptures. And so often we pray and we ask God to speak to us, and many times we're looking for a burning bush. Like we're looking for a vision. We're, we're looking for James Earl Jones to come out of the cloud and, and give us a prophetic word from a stranger. And, and God has already spoken to us through His Word. We just read that all Scripture is inspired by God. So the first place that we should run to when we want to hear from God, it should be His Word. You know, when I began to sense this calling, back to what I was talking to you guys about in the beginning, when I began to feel this burden, right, I thought I heard from God to plant a church in my neighborhood. I'll tell you what book of the Bible spoke the most to me. It was the book of Nehemiah. It's a book in the Old Testament. And Nehemiah was just an ordinary guy, normal guy, literally in a dead-end job, when he hears about some bad news about the destruction of his walls back home in Jerusalem. And this burden leads him to pray for the city and to ask God to open doors to do something about the problem. And God does. God opens doors and He provides ways for Nehemiah to head back and be a part of the construction of the walls back home in Jerusalem. And his story spoke to me and it confirmed for me what I believe God was calling me to, to do. Now, a very practical application for everybody that's here today. Do you read your Bible? Are you spending time daily opening up God's Word to hear from Him? It's not just any book. It's the words of God for you and God speaks through his word and if God speaks through his word then how often are you opening up this word to hear from him here's the second way that God speaks God speaks through his people God speaks through his people there's a story that I love in the Old Testament uh, where Moses uh, was exhausted from judging all the affairs of the Israelites it was kind of his job he was the to he was the go-to guy and everyone would bring all his all their issues all their problems to him to judge and resolve now, can you imagine how stressful this would have been? I'm not talking about dealing with the affairs of five or ten people, of an entire nation. He was overseeing an entire nation. Now, every day, people come to him with their problems, and he had to judge all these cases. Now, thankfully for Moses, God used an unlikely person to speak to him. Now, look at what it says in Exodus chapter 18, verses 17 to 18. It says this, you have it there in your notes. What you're doing is not good, and look who was talking to him. Moses is who? His father-in-law. Now, how many of you love to hear from your father-in-law? Right? When he scolds you and tells you to do something, right? What you're doing is not good, Moses. 
uh, Moses' father-in-law said to him, You will certainly wear out both yourself and these people who are with you, because the task is too heavy for you. You can't do it alone. Now, in the verses to follow, if you continue to read those verses, Moses' father-in-law would go on and give him advice on how he should appoint leaders to help him to help share the load and to give him a break over judging an entire nation by himself. And guys, this is why it's so important to surround yourself with good, Christian, godly, and biblical community. It's so important, and it's amazing to me, that it's amazing that God could use whatever means necessary to speak to you, but you know what He does? He chooses you and He chooses me to speak to each other, to encourage each other, to be in each other's lives. He can literally do whatever He wants, and He says, this is what I want to do. I want to use them. I want to use Him. I want to use her to speak to each other. And so the follow-up question for that is, are you plugged into a good Christian biblical community where you can not only hear from God and receive godly counsel, but you know what? You can also give it as well. Because God wants to use you to give good godly counsel to somebody else. This is what, by the way, this is what the church should provide. The church should be not a service that you attend, but a family that you belong to. Seeking God together as a family and providing the accountability, the love, and the encouragement that we all desire and that we all need. Are you plugged in to a good Christian biblical community? Here's number three, and you'll note the last point that we're going to look at today. Number three, God speaks through your circumstances. Now, guys, just remember, guys, I said this is not an exhaustive list. This can probably go on all day. We don't have all day. The permit's, you know, over soon. We've got to leave the school eventually. But this is not an exhaustive list. This is just a couple ways that God speaks to us. Continue to read the Bible, and we can continue to have a conversation of some of the ways God's spoken to you in the past as well in the lobby. But just for today, number three, God speaks through your circumstances. You know, guys, sometimes the way God speaks is simply through a series of events or through uh, open and closed doors. For me personally, you know, I find this is one of the ways that I hear from God most clearly. In fact, when I'm praying about a particular situation or question, I often ask God, God, would you just please open this door or close it? If you don't want it, like, just don't make it happen, you know. Or if it is God, then please open this door. You know, in, in, in other words, if it's God's will, I pray that He would open the door, provide the opportunity to close it if it's not what He wants to. Look at what Romans chapter 8, verse 28 says. Let's read this verse out loud uh, together. Romans 8, 28. It says this. Ready? Ready? Go. We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to His purpose. We know all things work together for the good of those who love God. You know, guys, there are times when we really wanted something. You know, maybe you really prayed for it and you earnestly sought God after it, but it was not given to us. Other times, maybe there was an opportunity that was presented to you, you know, that you were unsure of, but the doors seemed to have swung wide open. You know, perhaps God is speaking to you through those circumstances. And this means that God is speaking to you not only through those joyous and celebratory moments. We love it when we can celebrate and good things happen to us. It's amazing that God can speak to us through that. But you know what? He can speak to you even in those moments of hardship, even in those moments of tragedy, even through moments of loneliness. And what is He saying? You know, maybe in those moments of darkness, He's saying, now I'm with you, beloved, and I will hold you, and I will sustain you. Or perhaps in those moments of loneliness and despair, He's saying that He is your comforter, that He's your strength, that He's present, that He's with you. Is God speaking to you through your current circumstances? And if He is, what is He saying? How is He providing for you through it all? How has He proven Himself faithful through it? Now, some of you 
some of you today, you're asking God for something and you want to hear from Him. You're seeking an answer. You want direction or you have a serious care or concern. And, uh, and right now the worship team is going to come up and they're going to sing one more song you know, for us today. And, and I want you, as they lead us in this song, I want you to spend some time uh, right now with God in prayer. Meditate and consider whatever it is that you're asking God, that you want to hear from Him. Just, ask, just speak to Him now. Talk to Him now. Uh, open up the Bible. Read a passage while they lead us in worship. Or just close your eyes and meditate. Consider, what is He whispering to your heart today? Now, for some of you, God is speaking clearly right now. And here's what He's saying. God is saying that He loves you. He's saying that He's provided a way for you to experience the forgiveness of sin and a new life. And it's not in religion. It's not through good works. It's not by being a better person, but it's only by putting your faith in the person and work of Jesus Christ. And if that's you, I want to give you an opportunity to surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Once again, not to religion, not to give your life to a church. Give your life to Jesus, because He's the only one that has the power to save, to forgive you of sin, to grant you a new life, and give you eternity, forgiveness, in the presence of God forever. And so as they lead us in this song, I want you to consider, ask God, whatever is on your heart right now, whatever it is that you're asking Him, tell Him to speak to you you know, right now. Spend some time in prayer. And God, I just pray right now, Father, for every single person here today, Lord, would you speak to our hearts? God, would you help us understand? Lord, some of us are, we're, we're crying out to you. We're asking for direction. We're praying for clarity. Uh, Lord, we, we, we need to know about an opportunity, a job, or whatever. God, I pray you would speak to us clearly. Lord, some of us are going through difficult times and situations and hardships, God. You're asking, Lord, we're asking you right now to help us through it. Would you help us understand? God, would you speak to us in the middle of whatever trial or tribulation, in the middle of whatever hardship, God? Speak to our hearts and help us understand and know what it is you're trying to tell us today. And for those that are on the fence of their faith, God, I pray that they would hear loud and clear that you love them and that you've given them a way to experience your love, your mercy and forgiveness in Jesus. We pray. Amen.